You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, it's Pokemon. Misandry. <laughs> yes, Misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hey. Hopefully your your midweek snack finds you having a, a great day. And if you're not, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's 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 getting better now. But you are listening to Well Well Villanelle. Uh yeah, I mean the weather was great here where we are, New York, you know, until it maybe rained. I think that happened too. Actually, it's been raining a lot, but like in the evening, like we get really nice weather during the day and then downpour. But that's cool. I'm ready to get back to the crop tops and things like that. Oh yeah, you were just talking about the crop top jacket. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I got a thing for crop tops. I can't help it. <sighs> yeah, you so- think we'll see Villanelle in a crop top? Actually, I, you know what? I almost feel like a crop top. Actually, no, let me let me roll that back because I was going to be like, is it bougie enough for Villanelle? But a crop top can be bougie. So I'm just I'm going to say it, it depends on how couture the crop top is and whether or not we'll see Villanelle. But also UK weather is trash. Oh, yeah. It's, it's horrible. It's always a cloudy day. Apparently. Do you want to wear a crop top <laughs> in London? Yeah. I don't fucking know. So maybe mm. she needs to stick with the sleeves from now on. But yeah, guys, so we're here to... Give some some uh, snack snack tidbits for you guys for episode three of season two of Killing Eve, the Hungry Caterpillar. Mm, so yeah, we sat with it. We you know we're in afterglow, afterglow mode. Uh, and as you may recall from last snack episode, we decided to break things down into segments so that you can we're kind of organized. follow along. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> it's 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 work, but you know we but we did it. We, we did yeah. the work giving a round of applause to ourselves yes okay so let's get to our first segment of the day and that is correction it's the correction segment wow did we totally fuck that up did we i mean i hope that did did we did we yeah and this is why we have snack episodes okay so let's jump the fuck right in so i had down as our first correction which really, it's it's back to me being confused again. No, we're we're tired when we record. That's no, that's really what it is. It's it's sleep deprivation. It's the fact that we're always like into the wee hours of the a.m. of Monday, actually finishing up our thoughts, and so bound to fuck some shit up. But yeah, so when we were discussing last episode, um, the initial conversation between Constantine and Eve, Terence was correct about Constantine trying to advise eve to make villanelle hate her which i don't know if it's smart to advise that a killer you know hates you because that seems like the the worst kind of advice but it does sound really bad but you were correct about that which you know when i was rewatching the scene i was like okay i guess but i'm still i'm still there with my ideas of of constantine being a gaslighter because it just well yeah how does that not result in eve getting dead 
Uh, the thing is, he had a great thing going when Villanelle only cared about the job and him. And it was right. like they were the happy family. Yes, there was like an organization around them. But, but it was the two of them. Constantine didn't care really about the organization. He was triple crossing everybody. <laughs> so he really it's like, this was. is my baby. And yes, you know, he had a family or whatever. But, you know, I do think you're right that that's relevant, that Constantine is jealous and that he I mean, you know, Villanelle is such a. An overwhelming presence that I suppose, I mean, if he's telling Eve she burrows your way into your head, perhaps he was also speaking for himself and how much he thinks about Villanelle or just wonders about her. And perhaps there were, I mean, we were talking about how there was probably truth and lies to that soliloquy he gave her at episode, what was that, seven, um, where before he runs away. And he's like, oh, you're amazing. You're perfect. Like, you're so special. Like, you're so different, but in this amazing way. <laughs> Take <And> so- more <laughs> pills. <laughs> Take more pills because I don't have time for this. So the fact that he would try to do that to, you know, his asset, of course, he's going to try to do that to his best lay. I mean, I mean you're right. Like, of course he basically he's do that brings to Villanelle back into the fold. That's his that's his automatic play. And so that has to be we have to read that into his intentions when he's talking shit to eve is that you want villanelle to yourself Mm. and when he says you know hate is manageable look at what she does when she loves people and it's like hate is manageable for you you can manage villanelle easier when she hates somebody what you can't do is manage her when evidently she's in love because i would imagine that has to do with anna and if i had to guess when they initially got her they were like you need to stop fucking around with anna sending her letters and villanelle was like no and they probably had to do things or take steps to really be like just fucking stop with the anna shit and so constantine's like i'm not trying to go back there because when villanelle has a girl crush if she when she's in love when she right. has a girlfriend she's distracted. it's fucked up it's distracted <laughs> and she's unpredictable and i kind of feel like we saw a little scene of that in the hotel room because i mean I mean, you know how I feel about it, that she was obviously like, well, Constantine, freelancing is not for for me. Freelancing is for poor people. I feel like that's what she was saying. She's uh, like, yes. when you freelance, you're poor. But you're not wrong, Villanelle. Where are the benefits? What's going on? But I kind of feel like, depending on Constantine's involvement, and I've been saying this since you know the first time that they almost crossed paths and saw and spoke to each other, is that Villanelle actually wants to speak to Eve. That she wants to talk to her, that she has stuff to say, even like, if they don't I'm go sorry. somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if it's I'm sorry. It might be something uh, else, but uh. she just has stuff. She has things she wants to say to her girl, and people keep making it difficult. And that, you know, since Eve isn't acting logically at all in this situation, why should we expect Villanelle to act logically and be like, yes, I'm more concerned about getting, you know, detained by MI6 or other third organization that I am about seeing my girlfriend. No, seeing her girlfriend's at the top of the list Mm -hmm. and then everything else just kind of funnels under clothes is right underneath and then everything else after that. But yeah, so that was that was a correction. That was basically my issue. I remember I think I said like, oh, yeah, I think I think that was a part of it. But no, it was totally it. He was trying to specifically deter Eve away from her emotions from Villanelle. And as we see in later in the episode, it doesn't work at all. Oh, Actually, yeah, no. I got to mm. put up one of those images because mm-hmm. I compared Constantine's stance when Eve comes back with the envelope of information as like an angry mom, like a scolding mom, because he's got his hands on his hips. Yes, he, yes. And, and you know, Eve scarf. is back and he's basically like, yo, so Are you basically. Sure you want to do this? Well, he's like, you didn't take <laughs> any of my advice. Yeah. Not even that. <laughs> he already knew she wasn't taking the advice. He was like, you heard everything I said and completely disregarded right. it. You're here to and start I'm trouble. upset. Right. I'm upset. So I just wasted my breath. And she was like, you did. You wasted your breath. Give me what I want, which, of course, is Villanelle. And then I'll give you what you want. I mean, it would be cute if you would have tried to. I don't know. I mean, you can't really try to recruit her from under Carolyn. Like, that won't 
be beneficial to you and your long game. No. Uh, but I feel like what you're doing when you do speak to Eve like that is that you're selling her short because she's really good at deducing things, which is how she was able to, I don't know, come across the gun that was in the glove compartment say with the Villanelle did. I mean, uh, like, I think this is where we go back to, to the parallels between Eve and Villanelle is that they have a lot of the same skills, actually. And one of those is being... Observant, incredibly observant. Um, usually that that is connected with empathy. People have weird feelings about Villanelle and whether or not she feels empathy. I think she definitely does. It's just non-typical. But I think that, you know, the perceptiveness that Villanelle has where she could just look at Nico and be like, oh, I figured this whole thing out in two minutes of watching you that Eve has those same abilities and Constantine can't help but see those similarities, which is how, you know, Eve is going to be a problem child because he already has a problem child. And he's mm -hmm. like, you know what? I don't know if I can deal with two of you, motherfuckers. Like, I did my job. I did my handling. I've got my fill of that. Mm -hmm. I only trained the best. She's good. She's she's not the best. <laughs> she's good, but she's not the best. So, I mean, so the only Wait, thing that... Wait, are we talking about Villanelle just now? I'm thinking Constantine's thinking that Eve is good, but she's not the best. And maybe not worth oh. his time. Oh, you mean... But, but the best at what? Like, what, what's her best? Because it's not killing yet. It's no, just no, like... No, no, definitely. Fuck shit? Just, I <laughs> mean... Research? Shenanigans. Shenanigans, yes. Eve is really great at shenanigans and just okay as a spy actually delete that she's horrible as a spy we have reasons why that we'll get to later but you guys already know if you've been watching the show that eve is definitely the worst spy on the show i mean she gets tea it's everybody's tea she doesn't keep anything close to the chest mm -hmm. unless it's a valuable piece of evidence like a bitten apple or the fact that someone they're pursuing has a major stab wound to the abdomen well, do we think or... she had the bitten apple because i mean we we there's never actually anything shown on screen to suggest that eve has discussed gabriel's death with anyone nope. at mi6 nope. so that's that's we have playing to inside guess. her chest we yeah. have to guess and then you know in this episode that just aired i you know she it seems as though does nico have a clue are we supposed to assume that she because i don't think for a second that she randomly was just you know on a wednesday oh nico by the way there was a murder and the guy had an apple and it's got me freaked out because is he just supposed to put she's two and two gonna, together nope, that it's she, the apple she did not give him that he just thinks that she's hysterical and because yeah. I, I feel like he should have asked, well, why are you concerned about an apple? But he was speaking with her as if he knew that apples are now a new trigger. But maybe it's just him jumping on the whatever Eve. Train no, that's because, that is I where I, I feel he is. He's like, oh, you're just going to think of anything to not do whatever I just ask you to do. I mean, I mean, that fits with her <laughs> archetype as a character. So let's go with it. Uh, second correction we had, you guys, yes. was that we do, we do see the omelet. It is, it's, we blocked it out. I, I blocked it out. Clearly you blocked it out. I think it wasn't done. <laughs> I, I think. But okay. But also <laughs> how do you not finish eggs? Eggs cook so fucking quickly. You can just open them onto a sidewalk on a hot summer day and, and they, they cook right they there. They do cook. Yeah. So mm. what it looks like, if you guys don't remember, you can go back and look. It was like some weird, I mean, I called it a blended baby chicken. That's really gross. But it looked super gross. I, I thought I saw mac and cheese, which didn't make any sense because why would there be noodles in an omelet? But it's Eve, you know? So it's possible. Maybe the the set crew was having a fun time knowing that was just going to be on screen for a second so they could just put anything in that, that um, omelet and just call it an omelet, heavy quotation marks. But now I understand why Nico was just trying to be an automatic good husband and be like, oh my God, I'm sure it's delicious. And then his eyes scanned lower and he was like, mm. 
Uh, but what is it though? Could you, <laughs> could you tell me exactly, exactly what it's this an is? Omelet. You know, like when you get those macaroni drawings or something from a kid <laughs> and they're like, go ahead and hang it on your wall. And you're like, um, sure. So the omelet is gross. We know for sure that Eve cannot cook. She has no skills. And that if she does have skills, she's not interested in putting them to use for her husband. That she's always so distracted. Because, I mean, the two times we've seen Eve trying to cook, it's the mountain of vegetables and no chicken, where she was clearly thinking about Villanelle. And this omelet that she was making out of guilt because she was also thinking about Villanelle this time. That's, that's my story and that's where I'm going with it. And so maybe Eve can cook well, but maybe Villanelle needs to be with her so she can try to like do something maybe positive with her attention issue or maybe it gets worse because she's completely distracted now the villanelle's in the scene i mean it would be nice to get them two in a kitchen together again but yes uh villanelle villanelle wants to be fed in several ways (laughs) yes you know and if you choose to to instead feed her in the bathroom i'm sure she'll be okay (laughs) with that but I think this actually we need to go back to that line from episode five. And what does Villanelle say that is appropriate here? I will eat anything. Yes. And I do believe yes. that you can put a, a comma and add anywhere. Yes. If it relates to Eve. Yes. If it relates to Eve, that's what we're doing. And so uh, let's get to our last correction here, which is that uh, Villanelle did look at the paper. She pulled from her pocket right after Raymond is like, oh, 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 was a new girl in town. And her first reaction is to call Nico. We thought that she barely glanced at it. Upon looking at it again, she does look at the paper. And so now I'm thinking the paper she pulled out was some sort of like brochure for St. Leopold's or Theopold's or whatever uh, yeah. saint school it was. Or maybe like, you know, some calendar, some sort of thing that you just get from a school lobby if you go there. Maybe like a newsletter, whatever. Yeah, I know you mean. Yeah, for school. I don't know, but yeah. So there's that, and so she didn't have it memorized, which good. Don't give Nico that much mental energy. Uh, right. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But does that? That's all the corrections we I believe we had. We did. We did better than last week. Oh yeah, we yeah. Had like five corrections last week. Now it's only three, and so on to the next, shall we? Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and uh, move to our uh, revelation segment. Revelation. Killing Eve. Revelations. <laughs> Yo, did that really just fucking happen? I'm dead. Okay. So, first revelation. Eve should have held on to Constantine's family fucking location info until after, 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 after she had Villanelle's body in her custody. I don't understand, and this goes back to what we were talking about before and her being a shitty spy. Who on earth? Certainly not Carolyn, because remember, we kind of had a, a prelude to this situation with um, in Russia when she was dealing with Carolyn and Vlad and Constantine and then with mm-hmm. Nadia. That Carolyn's like, she would give her looks like, yo, bitch, you giving up the information too fucking soon. Like, let's keep the envelope over here. Let's get some more information from them and then offer these things. But she's always so eager to be like, here's everything I have. Tell right. me what you told me you about know. Oksana. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about Oksana. I want to know where Villanelle is. And this is, I mean, so are we, who are we blaming here? Are we blaming Eve? Are we blaming MI6? Are we blaming Carolyn for the ineptitude of the armed services policemen? Um, workers of the UK of London she played to her strengths in regards to Kenny basically treating her like she treated the doorman in uh, when she pretended to be Carolyn to get in the room I I lost my key 
a six oh, you mean now the asshole energy right. she yeah. turned up. And she yeah. said it's amazing how effective it is, and so she decided to use she it to keep on that. her own team because she felt like that's gonna get her where she wants to go. And you know she's never gonna do it to Carolyn because she doesn't want to get like fired. But I mean, Eve is kind of a shitty person. I mean. She's selfish no, and she's she completely self preoccupied. And so she's not, yeah. It's she's she's that friend that's like me, 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 and doesn't do a lot of, oh, let me focus on you. I mean, I feel like I sound a little bit like Frank, who's like, no one cared that my wife died. For, <laughs> but also, obviously, no one cared. Right. Obviously, Bill and Eve and Elena were off in their little, we don't give a fuck circle. And if you're not in their friend circle, fuck you, basically, which I guess I get that. But Eve, Eve. Eve, you're kind of being a dick to everyone in the show, but your girlfriend. So again, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm just saying I'm making notes. So what's the second revelation we have here besides Eve shitty spot? I mean, that, that goes without saying that she should have held on to the information and maybe had she not told Constantine where his family was, she would have had a decent chance of catching Villanelle or since we know Constantine isn't down with Villanelle getting caught, he probably just would have been like, Oh, I didn't find her. One of those. I don't know that it would have gone the way it did if she wasn't so thirsty to get what she wants that she was a bad spy. But yeah, second revelation is that Eve obviously did not submit the lipstick for any kind of evidentiary procedure. She didn't, uh, she didn't log it. She didn't write a report. Right. She didn't tell anybody, but Kenny, she went into the bathroom and applied it, got cut, (laughs) destroyed it. And then put a big, uh, did Happy she put smile. it in her nightstand <laughs> by her other mm. device? Yes. By her bunk? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she might. So, once again, like, what are we... Eve. <laughs> Such a bad spy. This is all She's important. a horrible employee. Yeah. Horrible. There's really nothing else to say about that except uh. you guys get it. It's <laughs> obvious. It's obvious. Are you even an agent at this point? We know why Kenny was giving you a fucking sideways glance because... Nothing about what you're doing is in the official capacity that one should expect from government missions at all. And stuff. I, I mean, if this was the land of Cape Crusaders, then you'd probably be like the Harley Quinn to Villanelle's Joker. Like you had been already turned. <laughs> like this is how I see the relationship. Oh it was like gosh. she was sent in to sort of like psychoanalyze yeah. and she found. <laughs> yeah, she found. She found herself. She found the meaning to her <sighs> life. She found her her love. I mean, what a journey. Take a moment. A a journey indeed. And so our third revelation uh, today, you guys, is, well, I mean, I guess we kind of knew, but it just, we re-went over it. And it's just sort of like the dynamic switch between episode 202 uh, to 203 between specifically Villanelle and Eve, which is that, you know, at the end of the episode, essentially, of the previous episode where she just escapes from Julian. Like she's a hot mess. She's been completely unhinged. She's been irate. She's been out of control. And that is probably best illustrated by her screaming Eve Palastra, you piece of shit to the automated machine when she's just trying to get something going. And I think it's great that we have a complete and total reversal of juxtaposition this episode with Villanelle being relatively calm. I mean, she's super emo this episode, but she's calm. And Eve, Eve is, the one that's entirely unhinged and frustrated and desperate for some sort of something that she doesn't get. I just think that's fantastic. Yeah, they definitely can't be both high at the same time. They, for some reason, are not both low at the same time. They both feel like weird 
moments of being trapped and wanting to break out of like their cycles, demanding a change and then trying to escape what's inevitable. Eve doing all this secretive stuff, keeping things away from Carolyn mm-hmm. is eventually going to bite her in the ass. Like it's, there's no getting around that. It's just her delaying what could be coming, which will be, Again, remember her fear at the end of the first season where it was like, pack up the pack up the office right. and go back to London. Right. Like, it, it's done. No more of this. She doesn't want to get to, there's no more of this. That angry speech she got from Carolyn, oh, she didn't even was, want that. That was a scary Right. Scary she didn't even speech. want that. And she knows what's to come if, she, if she's going to do anything ridiculous again. But she's, she can't help it. I yeah. feel so bad because... I want uh, I want happiness for everyone, and uh, it's looking like we're not going to get it. I mean, I mean, and we get to one of these points later. But what you mentioned of Carolyn is that Eve has been fucking up consistently for at least a solid week, and in Killing Eve world, that means a lot of developments. And we know she was fired twice mm-hmm. and brought back. And so I'm curious to see how this all affects Carolyn and her big dick energy because she's got to have a boss. Of course, she has a boss, and that boss is like you know. We've spent $3 million, $4 million on this thing. We we spent this money acquiring Constantine's family and putting agents over here and getting this house. And just the things that you know are just like the boring shit that happens for government agencies that someone's pissed off about. They're like, mm-hmm. yo, so we just spent a mil. We just spent two, three mil dealing with this and we have no more assets to show for it. What the fuck? So I feel like that's going to become an issue. And maybe... Maybe it becomes one of the reasons that there's some sort of pivot between Carolyn and Eve where maybe Eve is in danger because Carolyn is like, well, I'm about me first. I mean, Kenny was like, I thought you were oh, different because his mom is dodgy. To burn her. Listen, <laughs> the way Eve has burned Carolyn, she yeah. should be expecting the burn notice. Like, yes. I would be looking behind my my shoulders, my back every day to be like, yo, is Carolyn, is Carolyn, is Carolyn about to fucking fuck with me? Because I mean, you can't be how Eve is has been and not expect a little fuck shit. And this is her first time to get to this level of MI6. So maybe she just doesn't know how things roll. Like, Eve I mean, no Jess was trying to no say, chill. you know, this is where, you know, you have to watch your back. Cause everybody's trying to take your job. Like to be like, hello, let's not be, let's calm down. <laughs> let's simmer down. Right. And then that's why she's like, also oh, you're the new favorite because, uh, <laughs> there's Any no, case, no agent. There's no agent that is the, the audacity to what? To do I mean, any I of think this stuff. Any other case, but any other case, she probably wouldn't get the job from Carolyn. So I'm just saying any other case, Eve potentially is a good employee. But in this case, it's impossible for her to be a good employee because anything that pops up that says you can get closer to Villanelle, it doesn't matter how many laws she has to break, who she has to betray, who she has to lie to, what promise she has to break. She's going to do it if she thinks it's going to get her close to, to Villanelle in the room with Villanelle or Villanelle in her possession where she's like, I've got you now and now I can do what I want because you're in mi6 possession and now i can just ask you endless questions turn off the camera boop and say that this interrogation is private but i mean that's me guessing what Eve I will mean, do she'll be like unstable she'll be like excuse me i, I need would, to cut off all I these cameras i would love to see more of an unstable i mean did you not see she's already unstable did you not We're see there. i was gonna say the feral that almost creeped out like the if, feral if they I've were been begging if for. there was tethered versions of people in this show not that there is the way that she reached for that uh hotel liquor to calm whatever scream she was, she, she wanted. Was a mess. She was a, I mean, 
well, she did scream, which is why Hugo and There's Jess a difference were like, between, wow, wow. Like, the energy she had when Carolyn was right there and she was like, the body's still warm. Oh, we just missed her. Like, she was passionate, but it's not the same thing as she was over there. She's behind this door and didn't. Well, you know like, my theory that it was the O. It was the O. Yes. It yes. was that deep, yes. deep exhalation that she knew. It's she was like, right. wow. So she just got off and I was barely there. But now you're leaving and I can't get my in proximity. Oh, so what the fuck? So now it's like one of those what you won't do for love. <laughs> you tried everything, but you won't give up. <laughs> but it's like she's yeah. about to make some. She's already been taking chances and making a whole lot, a of, whole mistakes. lot of mistakes. A whole lot. Eve but, doesn't have many W's. Uh, she has a whole list, a whole motley crew of L's, which is why the only person who told her she's done a good job is Villanelle. Everyone yes. else is like, you could do better though. Like you could, you could stand to improve. With but some of these I mean, if you think of Villanelle and who, what kind of position is she in to tell anyone good job? You see how they, she's all, she's on <laughs> her last but handler. She's, she's a br- <laughs> <laughs> and he's I mean, throwing hella shade look, at look, her. They can relate on the same type of no, excellence where right. Villanelle is a perfectionist, but she's just like eccentric. So she's going to do a great job. It's just not going to be the way you want it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) she's like, like, I'm going to kill this guy really, really well. It's just going to be my way. You know what I'm saying? Which is better than your way. Yep. Better. It would have been a different dynamic had Eve's boss, like in the book, had been a man. And it's like she's being this defiant to the man, just like how Villanelle's being defined to all the men she answers to. So it's like them seeking, you know, each other for I think all of the thriving. My permanent mood and energy going forward is just like defiance against men just like mm, mm. right permanent side eye a little bit i feel like it's deserved actually with what goes on in life but yes i i'm, I'm with that 150 fucking percent where's our next revelation here oh so basically is this a revelation it's just kind of a statement of the obvious that i mean you and lance were the first ones to put me on to like oh asmr this is like a thing because you were like candace your voice could totally do it Mm -hmm. but so basically that hotel scene that hotel door sex scene i mean let's just call it what it is it was definitely a sex sex scene that's what happened that is asmr for the villainy fandom or the killing Eve fans those 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 Deep breaths, those breathy breaths. Mm-hmm. We'll have to play it later just so we can relive the nuance of that acting skill. Like, just give give Jody a BAFTA just for that that moment at the door. She deserves it. A BAFTA and an Emmy, please. Matter of fact, here it is right now. Give Jody all the awards. Moving on. I could talk about this for hours. All right. So next revelation here is that, I mean, is it a revelation? It's more of a notation because we were talking about how scary and angry Carolyn was in that scene where she's telling Eve that she's fucked up yet again and she better not um, do it to her, which I felt like it was like a, a danger zone warning that Carolyn's probably in a space where her bosses are like, wow, ho. So she needs to be to Eve completely like you need to fucking stop or else. She does say that being angry makes her tired. And 
some of the the line delivery maybe indicates that oh is she not as angry or is she trying to tell Eve she's a little less angry but no 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 she's like I'm super angry I usually get tired when I'm angry I don't like to yell but you need to pretend like this is coming to you like it's being yelled at you and at the end of the scene when Eve pieces out she she has a deep yawn mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if that's indicating that she had to deal with a phone call prior to Eve's arrival, which I don't see how she doesn't. I don't see how she doesn't, how whoever signs her checks doesn't call her and be like, Carolyn, what the fuck? What just happened? What's going on? What are you doing? I mean, yes. Again, I mean, and who, I don't know where this, uh, I don't want to just keep saying Australia has all the things before we do. They get, uh, they may have been the ones to tell us about the, the sneak peek of what's happening, like literally, like the bump for the oh, next right, episode right. where yes there is someone who will need to answer to yeah we uh, do know that where we're gonna probably discuss it uh a little bit but that does if you guys have seen the episode description for next week episode four part of that description is that carolyn has to answer to her boss a boss some boss you have a a desperate fantasy headcanon which yes. i i like it i just don't think it's possible and that's because you want another dame to show up and yes be the, of course the other boss above carolyn another woman which of course i want another woman of course and i don't put it past phoebe waller bridge to we gotta tell people who you're requesting though so they can know how ridiculous of a request it is i mean it's not that ridiculous isn't it though it's isn't a little not. bit of all the dames of all it's the dames not. Tell it's them which television. One. Tell them She's which already one. doing television right now. She's been on television for like 30 years. I mean, well, yes. He's talking about Maggie Smith. I want he Maggie hasn't Smith to, it. to be. He listen, hasn't to it. He's I want talking her about to Maggie be Smith. Carolyn's like almost like direct boss. Why don't you just request motherfucking Julie Andrews while you're at it? I mean, she could be there <laughs> if she wants. She could be there on the side. Listen, nothing would make me happier in my life than before I leave this mortal coil. But to see Julie Andrews play something misandry adjacent. She's so pure. And like wonderful to me that if she ever stepped into another role <laughs> that was even, you know, just adjacent to edgy, like Victor, Victoria, I would lose my shit. I really would. See, now I'm going to go home and probably look for that on iTunes. Do it. And Someone cast watch it. it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone do it and get all those old broads in there. Get all the dames, actually. Right. Like get get Maggie, get Judy, get Helen. And I don't know who the fourth. It could be like new age golden girls but like different like for misandry oh yes somebody do that for me please for christmas oh, i would appreciate it thank you in advance <laughs> so outside of getting maggie dent maggie dench wow i just blended james yes you did maggie dench so outside of getting maggie smith we just hope it's a woman please. because i definitely don't want to see a dude talking with some nasty energy to carolyn about yeah, how she's she failing. doesn't deserve I that. that i don't i don't, don't, don't want to see her in that light <laughs> no no she doesn't i, no, I don't true, want to see her in true, that light true. the closest was that that playful banter she gave with constantine when she said don't ask again like and it was like well as you can was see was it playful or was it no, like no, 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 i'll no. kill you right no 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 her <laughs> retort was like this is done oh yeah yeah <laughs> this absolutely. is done but the, you know the laughing and then he's like well please and then trying to i would do it for you and all these things and she's like we're not entertaining this anymore like this I actually really like that scene, too, because I feel like, I mean, who knows, but that Constantine was potentially trying to appeal to that sort of stereotypical womanhood. Like, uh -huh. we're sensitive. Touch me in my hand. Say uh -huh. you would do it for me, too. Aren't we in love? Aren't we boning? And she was like, all of those things don't matter. Right. Don't you ever bring it up again. We could go. You could hop. I could hop on that dick like two minutes from now. But what we're talking about right now, that's done. 
And I appreciate that, that, that boss energy from Carolyn, because that's how you know she's been in the thick of the shit at the top of the ladder for a long time, because that's, what, that's the energy that you have. And I love that she surprised Constantine because it looked like he was surprised to me that he maybe thought that he had some sort of extra degree or their sexual, their romantic relationship, what was in those dodgy letters, gave him something to be like, hey, I would do it for you. And then maybe she would be sentimental and be like, oh, yeah, remember that time in 86? And instead, her face got even more stone cold. And she was like, don't ask me again. Mm -hmm. And he was like, took his hand off and he was like, well, damn, I, I guess I miscalculated on uh, that one. Right, okay, right. okay. Need I, to look for new options to find my family. He's losing his, uh, I don't know, ability to read women he don't already know or women that are reborn, mm -hmm, like right mm -hmm. in front of his face. Like Villanelle being uh, surprised at the level up of Eve because she leveled up quite a few times. Quite and a few. she just, she wasn't ready for how fast she was, you know, going she, to she bloom. <laughs> she bloomed. All right. She did. She, the cycle of maturation for Eve. Yes. It's, uh, it's a bit, bit quicker than anyone anticipated. So, yes. And what was our next revelation here? Uh, besides Carolyn being super angry and definitely on her own homicidal tick, I think potentially plausibly watch out agents. But, and this is also not really news, but you know, Eve and Villanelle seem to share an actual tangible magnetism, not just, Oh, it's abstract idea. No actual, Hey, we're in the same vicinity. If we are within a hundred feet of each other, we, we can, can physically feel, yes. feel that there's just, there's my other half mother. I mean, and this goes, this goes into the mythology and other things people say about like soulmates and yes. people you shared that sort of intense connection with that you can just sense their presence. And how many more clues do we need? that this is what happens between Eve and Villanelle. And like, you got them going on interviews where they're like, uh, do you think that one day we'll be able to uh, see <laughs> oh a romantic uh, moment between the two characters? Just like, what, Yo, what, that look on what Jody's show face, are you watching? Yeah, that look on Jody's face was exactly like, what show have you been watching? There have been plenty of romantic moments. Friend, I perhaps you're watching with your hetero goggles on and you should take them off because... There's been eroticism between these two since episode uno. Yes. One, one, count them. First episode, pilot, it was there. Did you guys not see the bathroom scene? I mean, it was described by the writers as love at first sight. Uh, what, is that, what else is that supposed to mean? <laughs> love at first sight without sexual tension? Does that, does that sound like it makes sense? It doesn't because that's definitely not what happened. All you got to do is look at Jody's fucking face as Villanelle when she sees Eve in the mirror. She's like, wow, damn, that's a hottie with a body. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, I have to like, go kill somebody. Can I, I gotta help go kill. you? Let me go to work. I got to go to work. Okay, focus, focus on work. And that's why she fucked up the kill. She was already like, damn, I'm feeling passion, but I can't really explore right now. Right. So let me fill uh, like, it in my This work. one's not enough. I need another one. Uh, <laughs> nope, I need Yo, one she more. Killed, she killed everybody up in that, in that section. Like, I just can't get her out of my mind like <laughs> and until someone tells me otherwise i'm saying that was even the sketch that she sketched that shit as soon as she got home on the way home left it out you know constantine was like what the fuck is this anna back in the scene and <laughs> uh, we thought we know. got that programming out of you <laughs> yes i mean what i for those two as far as their magnetism remember those cheesy commercials for i want to say like obsession Calvin Klein where oh, it was like yeah. I thought I was running away <laughs> but I was only running was towards only running you, towards you. <laughs> like that's that's, that's Eve. them yes that's Eve. yes and it's even more appropriate that you say that because like Calvin Klein had like it's probably it's most influential advertising moment in the 90s when it was on that heroin chic Kate Moss shit 
as bad as that as that imagery was. And this is kind of what we're working with them because we're in the emo zone. Like we were saying, like mm-hmm. this is emo villanelle and yes. emo eve and this, this is sad and they're bougie. sad they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're sad and emotional and it's wonderful to watch sad emotional and passionate and becoming further unhinged because isn't this kind of what happens though the minute you and we'll call this the stabbing the minute you finally like sit into like i'm really into this person like this is wow this is whew. but then you can't you can't satiate those other things you have which is basically where there are they had this interaction at the fucking flat and it went the way that it did. And Villanelle has a lot of fucking feelings and things she wants to do, but she can't get close to Eve without drama. And same for Eve. She's like, I can't, I can't just get some private time with you. And she's trying to pretend like she wants private time for MI6. Bitch, what are you saying? No, you don't. What does the private time even entail? What are the questions? Because <laughs> I feel like even if she got Villanelle and anyone was in the watching the tape of the interrogation room, all of her questions would be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So tell me, Oksana, tell me about your childhood. <laughs> and someone's coming on the intercom like, Eve, Eve, we're looking for questions about the 12. The 12 <laughs> and her kills. Why are you talking about what she did at age 11? And Eve is just like, because I want to know everything. I need I need to know everything. And Carolyn's like, uh, learning how Villanelle became a supervillain is irrelevant But then to Eve the would just break her out. She'd be like, I, she, she escaped, but really Eve broke her out to take her to her own special bunker. She could ask her questions in private and not because justice matters in the slightest. But yes, I believe that concludes our revelations for this snack episode. And now we are on to musings, musings. Hmm. Well, hmm. musings. Any thoughts? Ponderings. Any feelings? Wonderings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our first one uh, that we were thinking about was Villanelle, who shades and judges the bellhop for his day drinking and his, yes. uh, his tea. But Villanelle... Look at his fucking job. Look what happened just later that day. Fucking with y'all fucking assassins. I have to imagine the type of personalities he deals with every day. Like the way Eve was a dick to that random receptionist and she's just like a usually law-abiding person. Imagine the fucking energy. Imagine the bitchy energy he gets from fucking killers, fucking assassins when they come into the fucking hotel. He needs to drink. In fact, he probably stays drunk. In fact, that's probably the only way to maintain that job is to just fucking stay lit. 100% 100% of the time just be like whatever I'm not even concerned about who you just killed I'm not concerned about what you just did I'm just here to hand over keys and give you the messages people left you that's it he also looks like he's like 75 80 like yes. he's in retirement mode he's like whatever this is actually my part-time job I worked for 60 years and I'm over it wait that's probably too many years that's well no probably, if he's 75 well, that's a, that's a, if you start working young I mean maybe he's been 14 15 in a temp situation like this for Tempa's organizations <laughs> well maybe I, I mean maybe this is like I said the, like the hotel Artemis kind of thing or you brought up the John Wick hotel where it's like you know what if he's a, a retired assassin himself and he's right. just like, and he's like yeah mm-hmm. he just got the job and he's like well I could do this I used to be in the 12 and now I just moonlight as a bellhop damn braid I'm, oh I would be so angry like we've this right like they have probably haven't gotten a raid <laughs> since i'm i'm yeah <laughs> i would like to think that they hadn't gotten a raid in years and then fucking eve and villanelle show up and he's like oh my god <laughs> you've been here for less than eight hours ho and right swat swat is breaking down the shit what like the someone fuck? downstairs has all these bags did you go <laughs> did you go shopping or she looks like she's waiting to be paid she's and- like yeah yeah charge that shit to the room baby 
that face she makes she's like charge it to the room oh my gosh uh, adorable and what's second on our list here oh yeah so did eve set her own fate by pulling the alarm how do we know that villanelle would have attempted to drop the lipstick again into her purse when she's at nico's school considering she was thwarted pretty intensely by raymond and you were theorizing that she was probably trying to put the lipstick then whether or not she spoke to eve we don't really know if she planned to do that but more than likely she wanted to drop the lipstick raymond is like haha huzzah and he intercepts the situation and then she sort of she's like new plan i'm gonna fuck with Gemma because she already knew from earlier that day that Gemma was trying to trying to bang nico right exactly. and you, what she knew nothing about was the fact that Gemma is in her feels because eve showed up all you know hot to trot and was well, like wasn't that that was before eve showed up that was just them and i think that was like that was like recess or do kids that young have recess or old i think that was just lunch or like courtyard stuff that he because there were students out there no no, and, no right that was when villanelle saw the two of them but by yeah, the but time that's before she, she sees eve at the school so it has to precede the the pta meeting because she has the lipstick at that point no yes at that point she had the lipstick i felt like she was trying to get it into Eve's bag then, but then, you know, Raymond uh, interrupted that. She pouted away, stormed off angry. Um, but during the teacher's With the meeting... Black, the black blouse scene you're talking about? Or? The black... No, no, no. Well, no. I see, I, okay, I see where I'm getting mixed up. All right. So she noticed with the black couture... Right. ...that there was a... A woman chemistry, who yep. wanted to slob the knob yes. of Nico for some strange reason. Right. And then... She loves his mustache. When she's in her, her art teacher drag, when she's in her Miss Frizzle. Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I have to... Kim. Look. All right, Kim. When, <laughs> when she's in Kim mode in her Miss Frizzle, she's looking to drop the clue that it was her that did the murder. Right. But Raymond intercepts, and she's like, God damn it. She storms off. That same evening is when the the galas happened because because she was yeah. she was heading. <laughs> Wait, you called it a gala. I don't know what it, it is. It's probably just, it's teachers the, away from parents and they're happy. I don't think teachers ever have a gala. By the way, it sounds too too bougie for them. Uh, well, especially not in America. Crackers and cheese and, and wine. But yes, so it's later that evening that she shows up at the school yes. to fuck with Gemma. Right. So in the stairwell when she's talking with her, as Kim's bumming the smoke. Um, she doesn't know that she just got shut all the way down by Eve. But that's what's interesting is that we have no idea because Villanelle is very smart and tricksy and she likes to watch. We actually don't know how she was observing Eve because, I mean, just in the situation before Raymond, we have to assume that she had some idea, some guesses about where Eve was going to be, that she was going to go to this thing and so made sure that she was there at the same time. It's possible that she could have been in the rafters in one of the places kids go where they make out and they're not she supposed probably... to, to be like, Eve, I see you. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to be seeing you. I'm watching you with your husband and I'm seeing all this fucking energy that's perfect because that could be another reason why she's she uh, zeroed in on, on Gemma. How would she know that Gemma was going to be on the stairs unless she potentially saw Gemma leave the auditorium library thing and then go to the stairs? Uh, I wish that we really knew where the apple came from. Like, what if Gemma put the apple there? Like, we don't know. <laughs> no, but like, she did the fact that there's no... Close to Nico. Well, right. This is what I'm trying to say. So it just happens to work out that it accelerates the neuroses of Eve while she's like... I can't even it pretend to flirt much. with my husband anymore <laughs> because any single time she tries to kiss, oh, I gotta go to work. Oh, I gotta go do a thing. Oh, uh, right. Uh, my 
my uh, non-existent uh, chicken is uh, burning. Uh, the microwave in the neighbor's it. house just went off. I just got, I got it going. Oh, Carolyn's Get texting me. Carolyn said I have to come in right away. Right. So, I mean. Oh, is that your dick? I'm suddenly I feel <laughs> nauseous. <laughs> uh, same, Eve. Same. Like, but I honestly, feel, yeah. I'm really kind of annoyed that Nico seems to think that the only in primary way he can get through to his wife when he needs some attention is the dick slobbing like it's like you claim it's communication you claim it's openness but actually it has to do with the fact that you guys definitely haven't shmanked in a really 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 long time because it's to the point where i just feel like he's crass what he said about the about the omelet i'm gonna just jerk off into the omelet what the fuck right and of course eve she's She's already she's already her mind is at work she's like okay great love you that's that's fine and he's just like I hate my life. <laughs> uh, well, oh, do you? Do you? And you just Call hate Gemma. it because you can't. Call Gemma. Give your wife hot morning breath kisses, and she's just gonna also, take it. Also, have you tried going it's down assault. on your wife, Nico? I'm just saying. Why does this bitch have to hop on the dick? Have you tried going down, Nico? Have you tried putting in some service? Have you tried doing what guys should do more frequently for their women if they want reciprocity? Like you know, some some something in return i'm just saying it's really interesting that he's always implying he's like you can suck my dick though versus being like eve 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 can i do something for you as your husband is there some pleasure i can give you that that villanelle is not giving you right now i'm i'm feeling like there's nothing i can give you but if there's anything please tell me please let me find a way but instead he's like haha if you want to show your devotion you could uh you know grab this bang a and of course eve is like that's the last thing i want to do and find some place else to be. Oh, God. Well, I hope that um, people, if they choose to take the advice and be, uh, I don't know, underhanded, uh, manipulative, and things of that nature, that um, that we see some sort of fruit shake out of the tree. And it's not just an apple. That That's my hope. Um, yeah, but I think that's, I mean, so for now, we'll go with that Eve is so thoroughly obsessed that she's setting her own fate. That at this point, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's not just what Constantine is saying about, oh, she's going to burrow yourself in her head. She's already there. She's been there. And Eve is similarly burrowing into Villanelle's head. And it's now this wonderfully toxic, delicious dance that they cannot escape from unless, you know, someone dies or gets their O. But Just, I don't believe they would kill the other. For the yeah, people no. who are, because there are people out there right now speculating and saying that Villanelle wants to kill Eve, and I'm just trying to figure this out. This isn't Shakespeare. No, they, they're not going to both die. I mean, that's in our final takes, but yeah, I do not think that that's, that that's something that's going to happen. I would be very upset. And if it, if it did happen, it would have to be like the mutual death. Like for some reason, like we're, we're finding a way to Romeo and Juliet it while we're having sex where it's like mutual O's yes, and mutual death at the sex. same time. Okay. <laughs> How would how would they shoot that scene? Whatever. I keep putting in so many fanfic requests that I'm not getting, but I'm just gonna throw that one out there too. Okay. So our third amusing here was did Villanelle think she was going to be murked by the twelve, an unknown agent or agency, or perhaps be greeted by a stabby Eve when she gets back to the hotel and the bellhop tells her that there's a new guest, implying that somebody up in a room. She looks so trepidatious and so cautious. What do we think her face was telling us? Is it telling us fear in like I could die and be permanently fired? Is it telling us fear as in, is this my girlfriend? Is she back on her stabby stab? Or is she here on her cuddle? Or is she here for both? Shall I hold uh, my switch? Because she takes her switchblade. And so I'm not, I feel like it's open to interpretation unless writers say something. But what do you think? It could, uh, 
I think the whole point of having the switchblade is I don't think the switchblade would have been for the guests. Oh, this doesn't make sense to me. I'm trying to make this. I think that that particular switchblade is for a particular person. I think that the everything stab connect anything stab related. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not like a baby puncture, like pool of blood from like a small orifice kind of thing. This isn't her doing a job. This is her. A new question: Do we think Villanelle has not been given a gun? Because think the about what the fuck she did to Anton, to right? <laughs> so at least we know Raymond got the memo. They mm-hmm. were like, "Listen, last time." We got this bitch back in the fold. Anton handed her a gun right away. She shot him in the head with it. She wasted a lot of our money, and we're trying to avoid that. Because we've not seen Villanelle with a gun. And when she had her flat in Paris, she had a number of weapons at her disposal for whatever she felt like doing. But maybe it's this this short leash that we're talking about where Raymond's like, here's this switchblade. That's it. That's I mean, it. But Until any- I provide you with something, this is all you have. She had no no silencers. No, I mean, all the stuff that she had access to before. But lots of video gone. games do that where they're like, yeah, you get nothing. <laughs> you get a knife. And then all you got to do is just use the knife to upgrade to a gun by, you know, taking it from someone who, I guess, wanted to live more than they wanted to have a gun. And then now you have a gun and it's yours. Yeah. So it's something interesting I noted that she because if she had a gun, it would be far easier to defend yourself from someone at a distance than doing the Terminator run and hoping that you get the stab in before they shoot you. But I don't see her as liking to use guns. She's good at it, but it's not, it's not stylish. It's not personal. It's not, you can't see the life leave the eyes of the person that you killed. Wait, when she killed, when she killed homeboy um, in the window, she shot him with a gun and she still watched the eye, the eyes drain i just feel like maybe it depends on her mood and i feel like stabbing is more intimate that like with julian or no the italian guy doesn't count because she was just having a good ass time that was more about he killed himself i don't care what anybody says he did not kill himself he said i'm going to steal this fragrance and i want to know what this smells like Oh, not sebastian not sebastian he was french (laughs) wait was he no he was french he was that was in paris so yeah no the italian old man from first episode who gets stabbed in the eye with a pen so i'm saying that was about style but it was up close like she was like "Mm, i'm here doing it and so i maybe it depends on her mood maybe today she's like i feel like a stabby stab and then uh, inject of of something of poison yeah she totally i mean that's why it was a beautiful kill because she was like stabbing you in your eye which for most people that's enough but also injecting this deadly serum through your eyeball so it gets directly to the brain yeah so there's no chance that you are being saved by anyone but yes i don't know i just think it's interesting that's probably down to raymond being a better handler than anton despite his obvious sociopathy and I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll see guns back in her hand in the next episode because we know she's in Amsterdam with Constantine doing what? We don't know. Uh, well, he's got to pimp her out because they need work to Why get money. Why you use pimp? That's what Villanelle they, said. But he I, said partners, 50-50. Uh, yeah, but how much of the work is he doing? I got hit with a log. <laughs> actually, until I can hit you back with a log. I agree with that. It should be 60-40, Villanelle. Until I hit you back with a log, I'm looking at you sideways. How how Yo, down for this ride are we? Log. She does need to hit him with the log just to just to keep it even. Yeah, I want that. Give me that this episode, and then you know, <laughs> give me more of the ghost stuff because we need to get. Well, I think you're right about um, the ghost stuff because it seems inevitable since everyone's interested in the ghost, and we've done so much talking about her at this point that we need to now see more stuff about the ghost and potentially who she works for, other organizations she works for. And prove to me that Hugo's not a leaping idiot because 
he needs to say I'm something. I'm still trying to figure out why he's on a team. Right. Besides being a red shirt. Right. MI6. Right. I don't know his purpose. Yeah, put him point. put him in the scene where he says something degrading to the ghost, maybe. And maybe that's how he dies because the ghost just kills him because he didn't see her coming. Because he chose not to pay attention to the briefing. Give me that. The yes, end of Hugo. Please and thank you. And then we don't need a funeral. Um, I'm good on that. Um I'm sure even his parents should be good <laughs> on that. We don't we don't need We don't need funeral. that shit. We don't need that shit. Uh, so one of these other musings we had was just, you know, about Villanelle, which should be obvious, but we're still going to state it anyway. And that I don't, we don't believe that Villanelle actually fully believes Constantina Raymond about Eve's, you know, complete change of direction and dedication to lady killers. But we do believe it's bothering her just a little bit. And that's because that even if Eve is only giving five to 10% of her mental energy to the ghost, which is about the ratio I'm giving it at this point, five to 10%, maybe 20, you know, if she's sitting on the toilet, it's, it's still too much for Villanelle. Yeah, it's 5% less on it's 5% Villanelle less. because that's where it's pulling from. And also the speech. She's still not over the speech. It hasn't been that long since so she was like, I think about you all the time. Right. I, I'm always, I'm just, you're always here in my mind. Like, I just need to know about you and what you're doing. And she feeds off that shit. And so I know that she doesn't believe them when they're like, oh, she doesn't even think about you. Because that's that bullshit. She saw how Eve was acting at the hotel. Of course she thinks about you. But... You mean to tell me that she's dedicating a piece <laughs> of her energy to another hoe? That's not good. That's not good enough. Yeah. But, you know, now I'm trying to think of who started the rumor that Eve's not thinking about Villanelle and that Villanelle is not thinking about Eve. Raymond because and, you, and but Constantine. But it starts even before then. How did Eve even get into this game? How did she get upgraded into MI6? And what were the credentials that her team were given that she is? What a female or a female, female serial killer. I mean, you called her the Villanelle right. Whisperer. Yeah, I, that's what I say because that's really what she is. I'm sure Carolyn but described Carolyn her as well. basically told them that she's the expert on female serial killers as a group. So it's like <laughs> she's misrepresenting Eve, but well, yeah, but she also <laughs> is trying to frame what she does as it's about every kill that happens by a woman and not but just not right. Just not Villanelle. It's not true. Right. We know it's not true. Eve knows it's not true. Cause she's like, you lying lying to these, <laughs> lying to these people. She's about like, you know, I'm just here for Villanelle. That's all right. And then, so when we hear things from like my plant, Jess, when she says, oh, so then we can <laughs> rule Villanelle out. She's like, she's like, wait, 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 wait. Sold on we don't being have to rule out Villanelle because, you know, she can still get us the information that we need on the 12. Don't you know that we could be like 15 years into the future and the Villanelle case is all, has been wrapped up and Eve could just still have a job and they'll be like, so we need to. And she's like, well, if we reference <laughs> yep, this file <laughs> from the La Villanelle. Right. saga we're gonna know and they're gonna be like damn bitch is there ever a day that you won't reference Villanelle for this and she's like no Villanelle is the consistent reference for all lady killers she is the barometer by which I judge yes, everyone else everyone, she's the top she's perfect these are all the copycats she's perfect and everyone else is below they're beneath yes. her so they're not as good they're not as stylish they're not as smart and I mean is there a bigger fan and she says it in the first episode there's no bigger fan on this show and that includes Constantine with all the words of praise he's given Villanelle than Eve yeah. Who is been, who she's the original fangirl, the original stan for her favorite lady assassin. That is priceless over there. Priceless. So, what's the next musing here on our list? Let's see. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do I see here? Oh, uh, this is more of why is Eve so bad a spy? 
Oh, I feel like we covered <laughs> that too. Oh, and has that, she yeah. completely fucked Carolyn? Yes. Remains to be seen. Well, Did we we'll say s- what the episode description was? I guess I can read it out. It is, uh, the episode is entitled Desperate Times, which, wow, wow. I hope that's relevant to Eve. I hope that's relevant to Carolyn. And I hope that's relevant to Villanelle so we can see some feral behavior from all three. But the description says, Villanelle decides to take matters into her own hands on a trip to Amsterdam. Carolyn is called in to face the music with her boss. And after the discovery of another dead body, Eve and her new team make a break in their case. So of mm. most interest is the Carolyn and her boss. Like we said, we want a dame. We want a yes. badass bitch to be in the role. But also we want some perspective as to where this team is going. What is the point? Why was Eve rehired? What is the long game Carolyn is trying to play? And will she protect Eve with her boss? Or will she sell that bitch down the river and be like, look, we can burn her if we need to. Or we can use her as bait, which is another possibility, I think. I, I'm wondering if in this conversation with her boss, it just sort of shifts where they're like, why do you have this Eve woman still involved if she keeps fucking up like this? And Carolyn's like, it's because they have this connection, the two of them. And as long as we have Eve, we will be close to Villanelle. And hopefully the boss is like, well, freak that shit. Like manipulate Eve to create some sort of trap so we can try to get Villanelle because Eve kind of deserves for Carolyn to like just just shift. But is that crazy? Because the 12 is sort of... Well, I can't say they're doing something incredibly similar, but they're using Villanelle to manipulate and hopefully gain the attention of the ghost. So it's like they're both doing the same things to get to the things that they want. They have the same plans. But now that Villanelle (laughs) knows, she's probably going to fuck with it. And because Constantine has no real control anyway over her because she figured it out because Raymond was too busy talking that shit like, there's a new girl in town. She's better than you. Wait till we find her. You better hope MI6 finds her first. And she's like, oh, oh, I see. I see. So you wanted me to to fake, to not be me, my my wonderful self when I kill because you are trying to masquerade as this bitch because you know she's probably going to be like, why are people trying to give me kills that aren't mine? Because we have to assume other assassin and other organizations she works for is like, that's interesting. No one sent you there. <laughs> no one sent you there. And yet we have all this intel that says that people are chattering about now a third organization. So mm, I, I don't no know. It's interesting. Now. But considering episode four is right before episode five, and I'm just going to go with the trajectory of last season, that episode five will yes. be a big episode. Yes. That desperate times leads us to some desperate measures in episode five. And I cannot fucking wait. I don't know what we're waiting for, but I cannot wait. Uh, where we? Oh, uh, what's this? Uh, this Tumblr. It looks like uh, lyrics to the lipstick scene. Was there amusing about maybe the song? Oh right. That well, well, I mean, it's it was like goodness gracious, ass bodacious. <laughs> <laughs> I like can't. I, it's getting hot in here, so hot. I feel Take like that was a song. Your clothes. I want to hear the orchestral remix of that. I'm angry that hot. it even exists. Of course, the orchestral remix has Just to exist. Of everything. Of, uh, she's over here putting on the lipstick and she cuts herself. Uh, yeah. That could be it. No, it is. That's it. it is. It's so who is that? Okay, so yes, this song um, that we hear at the in the final scene of the episode when Eve is finally catching her O off of some lipstick cuts. It's a song by Ramesses. I feel like I'm saying that correct. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, Ramesses. It could be. They're not, there's not a lot of hits on the internet, you guys. It was really super hard to find official lyrics for what this song is playing entitled Screw You that is very blatantly like as soon as the razor cuts her lip, the lyric's like, I'm gonna screw you. 
And so are we thinking this is screw in the conventional sense, like I'm going to fuck you over, or in the traditional sense, like I'm going to fuck you full stop? I mean, end of telegram. And we end the <laughs> that's, that's the primary intent. Because the lyrics are like, from what we can tell, they could be wrong. But it sounds like they're saying, or whoever's singing, saying, I'm going to screw you. I'm going to screw you. Think of all the funny things I can do. Touch me and I want you back again. Oh, like with a carrot? Like the same carrots that Eve is chopping up in the kitchen when she's I making can't. Miko's omelet? Yes. <laughs> um, and something like i want to i want to do it do all the funny things i can't do mm. and also there was a line somewhere like love me and i know or leave me leave me leave me and i know it's gonna rain that was the line and other things and so like what do we what are the writers trying to say with these lyrics i feel like and i hope that they're just being completely and totally direct i mean i'm hoping direct i'm also hoping tongue-in-cheek because it could be Eve singing that to herself. Like, I'm going to screw you. Like, you're screwing yourself out of, like, your... This was your career. You used to... You used... <laughs> once upon a her time... Career. Her career. When you were funny. just a, a budding uh, advocate for justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm just saying. Advocate and then now justice. you're just like... So she slipped the razor blade in a tube of lipstick while telling me... <laughs> that uh, she was the culprit behind mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love in the elevator that we were uh, investigating. I mean, there's... Look, yes. <laughs> that's, my, that's my response, is that I'm always of the yes of anything positive and leading to the schmang and the bang. And we know there are some quotes out there from Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer indicating that there's some sort of massive level up towards the end of the season, perhaps in the last episode, that you know we've already speculated, is it is it a violent schmang? Like, is it like we're fighting, but we're also banging and we're also kissing, but fighting at the same time? Because I'm good with that. Sandra O oh indicated it, it took several scenes, several cuts, and that sounds like action. You only take several cuts when you're doing action. And what other action could Villanelle and, and Eve be doing if they're in close proximity besides some really, you know, like another category of gymnastics that's not gymnastics? <laughs> Just a guess. But yeah, you guys can check out that song. It's on Spotify if you want to hear it. It's there. If you just want to relive the energy of the lipstick scene to do that because it's there for you to stream. And now we're on to our final takes. Final takes of this snack episode. This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. So first final take. Eve has no goddamn idea <laughs> what she wants. Except to be near Villanelle mm. and to catch her. All she really wants is a catch her sack. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's what she wants. Shout out she to wants the, to slam into the ground and wind it all around. That's also, how great is it for any young budding, um, young bi, gay, queer, whatever you describe yourself as, young person who was a fan of the Spice Girls, who felt that energy. Speaking for myself, who felt that energy and was like, "Wow, I wonder if any of these Spice Girls ever schmanged." I have, I have ideas about who probably did. And then you become a full ass adult, and then you get confirmation that yes, yes, Candace, your dreams did come true <laughs> while you were fucking a child and thinking these things were possibly coming true. But anyway, yes. So Eve doesn't know what she wants. She just knows she wants to be near Villanelle, that she wants to have her in her possession. And I don't think it goes much further than that because she doesn't seem to think beyond the chaos. She just thinks about, with well, with her loins and her immediate desires. And I mean, we said this last episode, but that's why she can't answer Kenny. When Kenny's like, because? And she's like, 
<laughs> can I get back to you? Um, <laughs> can I get back to you when I figure that out? Because um, I'm not sure. To our next final take here. Oh, I mean, we kind of touched on this, but that MI6 is the wackest international government organization on the planet, judging from their handling of this Villanelle situation. I think when Carolyn knows what's going on, there's a great team that is put <laughs> in place that yeah. uh, surveys before they even arrive on the scene. Like when they went to go try to pick up Villanelle when they got that hit on that hotline, oh, there true. was a team that got there before they got there. That's true. It looks like they actually had people go around the back. And I'm just, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck on the fact that Eve, and this is where I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna hope I think that people it's just being horrible. Hurt what she says because they're like but she must know what she's talking about because she's fired. the favorite. But this is the thing: if everybody's walking around thinking that she's Carolyn's favorite, like is this some sort okay, of test? Okay, but Hugo that- <laughs> likes to mansplain. Hugo likes to mansplain. Hugo couldn't mansplain that. Hey, Eve, we're entering a building with more than one entrance and exit, and we're trying to get a world class assassin that, as you've described, is incredibly intelligent and skilled, and has been undetected or uncatchable for two goddamn years. But, you know, let's all go in through the front door. Let's announce our presence extremely loud so they can hear us coming. Let's not cover the back entrances and windows and just be mad that we don't catch the world-class assassin. Look, we could blame Eve for being horrible and her poor planning and poor spy work, but we must also blame everyone at MA6. Jess catches some of that blame. You were there, Jess. You you were there. there. You go. You could have waited outside and be like, I'm going to just hang out here to see if there's anything happening out here, like in case someone jumps out the window from the first floor to fucking get away. Nobody catches the mistake or is everyone just trying to have Eve go down? Like Jess said, like everyone's trying to take your job, but they're like, Oh, she's going to bungle this one. Let's let her do it. Cause I want to take her place. I mean, I feel like it's too soon to be sabotaging Eve, but so I'm either going to go with the, f- I'm going to combine the two that Eve is a shitty spy. And also MI6 is whack until Carolyn can prove to me that MI6 is a competent organization that can get stuff done. This is my new assumption that they are, they might as well be like, you know, unis, like plainclothes cops here in the States, just like the worst of the worst, just not doing much of anything worth anything and wasting taxpayer dollars, actually. Oh, I guess we only have three final takes, but this last one here is, I mean, we kind of touched on this. We wanted to get back into it is why do people keep assuming Villanelle wants to murder Eve and Nico? What, where does that stem exist? Exactly. I don't hetero goggles. I mean, I've I can picture every time Villanelle has ever stared in the direction of Eve, and there was never malice. There was never a desire to kill her. Just, just never. I don't think the desire was was serious or real. I I mean, I'm with you. I don't think it was ever actually there because by the time she's aware of Eve, death is not on the mind at all. She's like, oh, there's a woman out there who's obsessed with me. She's got a whole department just there to find me. This is this is brushing my ego, and I'm into this immediately. I and do we also do we think that Villanelle keeps her promises? Because she promised Eve, and I I said to you, and we were watching first season. I was like, I hope this promise comes up, and it becomes yep. relevant that yep. if if we're in another situation, and Villanelle's kind of pissed off at Eve, and Eve is like, well, hey, you just promised. remember, you promised. Like I could take a little stab right here, you know. And you know, you want to choke me out for a second? A lot, I can do that. It's a lot. But you Eve promised can live me. Through. <laughs> so, you know, the, the door is, is open. Is. The door is open. It's wide open. She's like, you can stab me in my leg. I've done that before. But you promised. And I do believe personally until it happens otherwise on screen, I think that Villanelle is going to keep her promise that she made to Eve. I agree. Because I think she's either 100% honest or 100% full of shit. 
And I believe she was 100% honest in that scene where Eve was like, yo, you gonna, you gonna murk me? And she was like, no. There's other things on my mind that have nothing to do with murdering you. Well, not murdering you in that way. <laughs> well, yeah, right, I'm such right. A nerd laughing at my own <laughs> jokes. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> yes, that's 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 the fucking final take. That's homegirl, a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! And so now we're to our favorite fucking lines of the episode. All right, so it's time for our favorite line of the week. Favorite line of the week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oh, yes. Um, I'm going to do mine first. Okay. So my favorite line, well, I kind of have two, and it's kind of because they work in tandem with just what was my favorite thing about our favorite ladies this episode. But just the unhinged energy that was on display, the lines that come from said unhinged energy, that that's my fave. And uh, here it goes. <sighs> So one of my favorite lines in this episode is what you just heard from Eve. Oh my God, she's in there. She's behind that door. Because as you guys know, I'm speculating that she arrived to that conclusion the minute Villanelle just pulled herself a half a foot away from the door. She felt the magnetism decrease ever so slightly just after she got her O and she was like, God damn it, bust open this door. And uh, that's why it's my favorite line. But my runner up line before we get to yours, uh, Terrence, is the other best line. Turn this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. And Constantine being the best troll you could ever be to Villanelle is that, first, let me say that emo Villanelle is my favorite. She's mm-hmm. my favorite Villanelle so yes. far. I just love it. Maybe it's because I'm a 90s kid. I don't fucking know. But I just love it. And so I chose those two lines because, well, Eve is frustrated for obvious reasons. And Villanelle was just singing sappy love songs. And now she's frustrated because Constantine was trolling her fucking ass. And he's happy. He was like, you know, I was upset about five minutes ago. But now I'm happy. And you're upset. This is great. So those are my favorite. But now let's get to uh, Terrence's. Terrence's favorite line. You have any uh, intros you want to say to this line about Um, why it was your favorite? uh, I just... It put things into perspective for someone who <laughs> has a dream because she had passion, she had intent, but she just lacked execution. I yes. mean, she's like, I like to earn things in a passive way versus claim them, which was <laughs> literally her advice. Like, oh, you want this thing? Here, this these are the works. things that get you. Here goes Terrence's line. And you can do nothing and die alone. Do you have cares? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. That whole scene is is gold. Uh, really, it's mm. perfect. Villanelle's being a trolley bitch right here, folks. You can have cats and also have fulfillable relationships. It's true. I have two cats, but it's just brilliant because I mean she's an excellent character study. She just, she's like, I can see into you. I can see what your insecurities are, what your desires are, and then manipulate them for my own ends. Yeah, And that's what she does. And she completely fucks Gemma's head up because Gemma needs another cigarette right after that. Where she's like, damn, am I going to die alone? And Villanelle is just slowly nodding like, yes, yes, you're going to die alone. Unless you hop on Nico's knob, you will die alone. And you know, the minute she gets confirmation that, that Nico's fucking around, she's going to be 
in Eve's inbox so fucking fast. And by when I say inbox, I mean in her face with an actual dead body to be like, your man's cheating on you or in her actual face. Like your man's cheating on you. I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it with my own eyes. And now it's time for you to stop playing these games because clearly Nico is being taken care of. So let me take care of you. Maybe that will be the thing we see in episode five. Lord of mercy. I'm already not ready for whatever's <laughs> going to happen. Yeah, it's a good thing there's an episode to pad in between, you know, but. <gasps> what if she confronts Nico after she sees him with Gemma? I mean. I mean, we have no clues as to why she's going up to Nico, apart from the fact that she's like, Eve, pay attention to me. I'm the most important thing in your life. So. I who knows pay what the impetus to you, Villanelle, but if I don't catch this ghost, if I don't catch soon, this ghost, Carolyn's going to murk me. <laughs> and I'm going to end up in jail for all the laws I've broken as an MI6 agent. Yeah. Which, again, I, I don't want Eve to go to jail, but it's completely and totally within Carolyn's purview and a totally rational thing to do because what is irrational is Eve still having a job at this point. We actually had a an interaction on Twitter with someone who was agreeing with us when we tweeted out last Sunday that we had no idea how Eve still had a job yeah. in the first fucking place because, and shout out to Geek Girl for Life, uh, TV addict 88, who said this and was like, honestly, it makes me wonder what Carolyn or the 12 need with Eve. Otherwise, why keep her around given how often she disobeys orders and makes a mess of things? Right. And to me, that that's because it goes back to the long game, that we do not know what it is yet, that there's some other reason to keep Eve involved, probably her connection to Villanelle and the manipulation that can come from it because there is there is no common sense to be found in Eve still being employed by MI6. Zero. They could be just hanging on to a fall girl in case <laughs> something big goes down, you know, if they're into destabilizing things all over the place. It's like, well, you know, we would have had this all under wraps, but, you know, we had this rogue agent. New question. <laughs> Do we think that the 13 or the 10 or the 11, as we were dubbing them several names last episode, are they a destabilizer or restabilizer? Do oh, they exist? They are Do they exist to, to counteract like, the twelve, like to nullify their actions? Here to blackmail the rich into being more charitable to the poor. I mean, is there really <laughs> a crime? I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, if they're if they exist to cancel out or try to cancel out what the twelve is doing in the illegal way, like the off the off the books government stuff, which is basically what the government does anyway. Like, oh, we're doing good, but we're doing bad things, pretending to do it for good stuff that. That's that's an interesting thing, because why do they exist and what are they up to? Because only one. I mean, how how do two people destabilize unless you're trying to destabilize two different things? Because you can't possibly have the same goal. Right. If it's two different organizations. Yeah. No, I think they both have different goals. Yeah. Can please one of those organizations be misandrous led? I just please. Right. Like, oh, the student debt records all across the nation are just wiped out. We don't we don't know. You know what it is. There was this like short lived show that had a lot of problems on sci-fi i mentioned it to you it's called dominion and it's actually where i first saw florence kasumba who plays ao in black panther and the best thing about that show for me with all of its many issues was that it was post-apocalyptic and of the many factions and many societies that popped up one of them was all women and they were violent they were like no keep your dudes over there and it doesn't yep. matter what our sexual orientation is it's about the fact that dudes are dangerous we've learned that from the intel of history yes. and so we think it's at our best in our best interest to keep them at an arm's length and negotiate these things over here. And if we want to bring some in for fun or for play, that's on us, but you don't actually have to be involved. And I just, I just like that for my own fantasy things. And also because I never get to see it. I I never get it. 
I never get it. I'm still waiting for my Themisteria. Right. Or Amazon's. (laughs) My Themisteria scrolls of what really goes down. But no, they haven't happened yet. That's a Wonder Woman reference for anyone out there who did not catch it. But yes. So I forgot my train of thought. See, I was thinking about clubbing in Themisteria again, which is basically that City Girls twerk video. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I got distracted. Mm. Uh, And me randomly scrolling to my phone. I found a Vanity Fair article that... uh, Basically spoils that Kim Botna was shocked to find out that he uh, survived the end of season one because he, he found shocked. out late. He oh, found out late. Right. But this article is on Twitter and it's like, won't someone think of the UK fans who won't be able to see the <laughs> season for uh, 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 days Listen, from now, months from now? I think you UK fans should riot because it I would agree. just bring more attention to Killing Eve anyway. And you deserve to riot because you whatever the deserve. BBC is doing over there, they're fucked up. How is it that everyone else? And, and Australia gets it two days before uh, us Americans. And you guys are just like TBD, TBD sometime well, after maybe summer. if you spend the $5, oh, they don't even get those commercials. Yo, they- <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. They don't get the commercials because I'm pretty sure that's an AMC deal. That's like a, I mean, it may also be a worldwide thing. I have no idea, but I it's hope. AMC doing the whole two days early situation. Wow. That's, oh, it's fucked mm. up. Yeah, oh, you know what we forgot to mention? Yeah, that our new sort of nickname, or maybe we should tell the snag so what did we say? Um, Sad and bougie, like that yes. party you went to? Sad and bougie. <laughs> Terrence mm-hmm. went to a party this past weekend, and that was the title, Sad and Bougie. And we we're thinking about it, and we're like, mm, that's Villanelle. Both Villanelle and Eve at this mm-hmm. time. They're, but especially, especially Villanelle. Sad and bougie, that is her direct lane. Yes. When it comes to Eve, especially as we end the episode with one of my favorite lines, which is turn this shit off because she's she's upset. Also, can people let Villanelle have some happiness? Like, is that okay? Could she have could they have possibly let her bask in the afterglow of Eve's presence for just 10 to 15 minutes? I mean, yeah. You know what? Let me be fair. It's possible that when we cut to the scene. Constantine has been listening to her hum and sing for like three songs and he's like you know what bitch <laughs> shut the fuck up you know what let me tell you about this new girl the ghost right because uh. and if I had to wager and this is just a guess that he probably has never seen Villanelle sing like this because there wouldn't be cause for her to do it after he gets her out of jail for Anna that if she was in a phase of singing, you know, happy songs about Anna, that was prior to her cutting off his knob and being called a bunch of nasty things by Anna. So this might be the first time for 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 Constantine where he's like, yo, is this what you look like when you're in the full swing of love, bitch? Oh, hell no. Hell no. But then mm-hmm. also I think it's Constantine's greatest gift because now he can troll the untrollable. Because if I had to assume there was nothing that he could say to get under a hoe's skin at all. You know, because she was the cleverest. She was the best. And now that she is completely and totally sprung, Constantine can wax that ass with puns and shade and jokes and jealousy for as long as it's viable, which as long as Eve is alive, it's fucking viable. Mm. But um, I think that is that basically sum it up. We we discussed. I think we covered everything we meant to cover today. I'm sure there's other things we missed, but we'll get back to it eventually. I feel like we want to leave you guys with the same thing we want to leave our our girls with in terms of like what they should do. Uh, I don't know if you guys are. Express yourself. Don't repress yourself. Express yourself. Don't repress yourself. I know that Madonna has done some things that people are like Madonna. What the fuck are you up to? But 
there was a time, you guys, in the 90s was that time, that she was pretty subversive in her stuff. And this line is relevant to anyone who thinks Villeneuve is toxic. Okay, yeah, sure. But there's a lot of things that are toxic. Let's not talk about that right now. Let's not talk about it. Let's just let them express themselves and not repress themselves. And that includes their killer instincts as well as their sapphic instincts. Agreed. And that's what we, um, we're going to leave you guys with. And also, if you've never seen this music video by Madonna, <coughs> it is worth it Enjoy the for the choreography yes. and the, the, the BDSM the, right, energy. The role play. Which, the role play. <laughs> it totally fits into what our girls could get up to. You know what I'm saying? What if they were locked in a room together with accessories and toys and a closet full of dress-up latex. I mean, I mean, that's the best way to put it. Not all those swing. costumes were used for killing. I mean, she, no, had, right? she had quite a few. I feel like Villanelle's the kind of person now, that would I'm have a going sex to swing hide in her place. And you're going to fight. Do you think she had a sex swing in there? I mean, we didn't have to see. It could have been just like in the back of her flat. I, I feel mean, like you never know. she's adventurous. She tries new shit. But yeah. As always, guys, we appreciate you so much. Yes, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Higher, further, faster. It's like totally murder. <laughs>